tough choice, don't make me laugh. My life's a joke, you laugh. At this point, you're pretty much out of my mind. We're not drowning, we're waving. Because we're back. Hello, I'm Harry. And I'm Tim. And welcome back to Tracks. Right there mate hello stranger haven't seen you in a minute yeah it has been how are things things are, are okay how are you <laughs> yeah very well thank you uh, <laughs> pleased to be back in the hot seat yeah um you see it's very hot and getting getting used to it again yeah this is odd odd surreal why is it odd tim it's weird as that, if you have to explain <laughs> it's weird that something feels kind of so familiar but also so unfamiliar at the same time yeah um, yeah, well, it's because we've been gone for fucking ages yeah. again. Um, it feels like going back to your hometown. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, this is, everything's in the same place. Everything's exactly how it was. Yeah. I just don't recognise it as much anymore. Yeah, I mean, I come here every day <laughs> with recording in our central Brighton studio, of course. And um, yeah, I work here every day, so I'm very used to it. Okay, well, but it's different. You came I mean, here for a kind of. I'm not talking about the physical place, <laughs> Tim. I'm talking about recording. I thought, okay. I thought we were on the same wavelength. I wasn't. I thought you were talking about the actual room we are sat in. No. Um, but, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Um, where have you been metaphorically, but also physically? Yeah, I mean, I literally... Okay, I can see your confusion now. <laughs> I have come back to my hometown of Brighton. Yeah. Having been away for pretty much the whole time we haven't been recording. I've been back in London. Yes. Getting used to my new home. Home? Home. <laughs> and um, the job, and the job's the same, but it's things are kind of getting better there. And yeah, there's... You've been taking some space to start a new life, some might say, Harry. Yeah, and I, I finally feel like I've, uh, I've I've put all the pieces into place and I now I know where I am. Interesting. Um, it, it's amazing when you go to a new home, how long it takes to kind of settle into a groove yeah um i haven't really done it before since uni but that kind of felt different because you're in the same boat as other people and stuff yeah and it's um, never like home home it's like a different kind of yeah home. it's like going on a ho- like a big long yeah. holiday whereas this feels like oh you started a new chapter yeah not three years at butlins like. yeah <laughs> <laughs> not go to uni at butlins <laughs> <laughs> i wish um so yeah, it's 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 been it's been a crazy however many months it's been. Two months. Two months. I think yeah. we've only missed one in this intervening period. Um mm. and we did kind of we didn't forget about you listeners. We did kind of intermittently think about doing another episode and it just <laughs> I think like a bit of time was needed for the dust to settle. I, I think that's uh, that's safe to say, yeah. And I think we were still a little bit traumatised from the Christmas run. We never really recovered from that. Yeah, it was one of those ideas where you're like, this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> and it was fun. It was good. It, yeah. was, uh, it was just so heavy. We did like a year's worth of recording in, uh, in yeah. the space of a month. Yeah. So it was a bit, it was a bit heavy, but we're out of that now. Yeah. We won't do that one again. Yeah. So go on, tell us what you've actually, like, have you been, are there any highlights from the last few months? You've been doing anything exciting? Tell us about your new home, your new cat. I have got a new cat. I actually woke up the other day, he was sleeping on my chest. Mm. Yeah, his name's Benny. Benny. Um, he's 17 years old. Oh, it's a very old, very cat. old cat. 
But he's got a lot I of life I didn't even know still. cats live that long. Yeah, apparently he could get up to like 20. And he, he still seemed quite sprightly. So Ooh, nice. Well, he sleeps a lot. And he eats a lot. He's He forgets the last time he's eaten. So he's just always hungry. Nice. Um, but uh, the cat's good. Didn't think I'd like it. Or be too keen about cats. But here we are. <laughs> um, and my room's cool. Like it's finally in a position where I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it now. Yeah. Like it fills up my room. Is it Gadget got, World again? It's, it's, it's Curry's in there. <laughs> uh, Comet, all of them, PC World. Um, it's, it's the basic setup. I still need to do a little bit more kind of music-y stuff. I've started to get back into that again. Started to play with a friend, musically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got a new guitar? I got a new guitar. Um, I got a Fender Jaguar, a black Fender Jag. It looks pretty. It's gorgeous. Yeah, It, it plays like a beaut. I uh, started writing some bits. Mm. Uh, my headspace is pretty good. You know yeah. when you're you just have. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the meditation app. <laughs> no. Headspace is quite good. <laughs> Changes the subject very suddenly. <laughs> We're sponsored by Headspace today. <laughs> uh, no, I wish. Um, no, just uh, you know when you haven't had a kind of breakdown for two months and it's like, hang on a minute, this is nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. So that's happened, which has been good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. There's no massive highlights. I mean, I've been going out quite a lot. I mean, when you live in London and you're only like an hour away from home, it just means suddenly now I'm staying after work quite a bit, having a few drinks. Temptation starts uh, to creep in. Absolutely. I'm saying yes to, th- to like nights yeah. and doing things. I've been to some cool gigs and just all sorts of just nightlifey stuff. Yeah. But it- nothing too drastic. People, something that most people would be doing, but I just wasn't because I was just... Always on a train back to Brighton. Yeah, you are still doing it a bit, but a now you can bit. fully. But now I'm not tired after doing it. Yeah, for... I did that for a week and That's I couldn't move for the next three weeks. <laughs> now I've got the energy, and yeah. because of the energy, I've got more time to think. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I'm just in a really good place, Tim. <laughs> Lovely to hear. It's Harry. Exciting. Um, but enough about me. How have you been? I've been all right. Um. I don't know, my, my last few months, I suppose, have been slightly less remarkable than yours in that, you know, I stayed in Brighton. There's beauty in that, though. Yeah, there is. You've been in a pretty decent place I've been in well. a good place. Meek was here for five weeks, she lived with me, which was wonderful. Mm. Like, our first taste of, like, living together. And obviously, because I live in a shared house, so we only kind of... Obviously, there's the communal areas, but it's kind of just like my bedroom. We're at very close quarters, mm. and it was blissful so that's a good sign that's a very good sign enjoyed that um other than that i don't know like a few bank holiday weekends which have been a bit wild yeah to a certain extent (laughs) it's funny like even those like compared to my old kind of wild bank holiday weekends quite i know restrained this year you had three pints oh my god yeah i know as soon as my little drink tracking app goes red for the day I'm like this is a bit much this is me and that's three pints yeah um, but yeah so how have you filled the time not recording not editing not, nothing like that it's funny you should ask that because there have been moments where I found myself thinking how the hell did we do one a week and I, what did we find ourselves talking about because it was so like part of our schedule mm. that it when we didn't do it for a week it felt mad to not do it for a week but now the idea of doing that every week especially feels... with the new circumstances yeah I mean we made lots of promises made lots of uh, 
but I mean, we I basically said yes this is going to be fine <laughs> <laughs> without ever really knowing what it was going to be like yeah um, and then you realise how taxing a lot of these things can be yeah um, still got some stuff to figure out but it's more exciting than it is daunting yeah uh, I feel really comfortable and good being behind a mic again this is yeah Already easing him. I almost didn't know how to click record. <laughs> have you clicked record? Yes, I have. Like, I've looked at it the last ten minutes, just like constantly. The red, the red thing is showing. We're recording. Good, excellent. Um, yeah, so we're not. I don't think we should do what we've done previously, where it's like, sorry, we've been away, but we'll be back every single uh, yeah now. You'll be back when you get us. <laughs> yeah, which hopefully will be a little more regular in the last couple of months. But who the bloody hell knows? Mm. Um, Somebody gave us a three-star review on iTunes within that time. Did they? Bastard. Is that someone a bit salty about the fact that we've gone away? I like to think so, because I think, fair point. Yeah. Fair I point get annoyed, too. to be fair, when like Adam Buxton disappears for months on end. I mm. think, you fucking prick. Especially if you're used to listening to somebody all the time, and then yeah. you suddenly aren't getting anything. You're like, come on. Yeah, it's your routine. And mm. you're refreshing the app, like, where is this? Something's broken. Yeah. I hope um, someone's doing that. People, <laughs> they were like, they're gone. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, during that time that we've spent apart, we haven't completely been apart, Harry. I've no. seen you every seen now and then. You. And on one such occasion, I bombed up to London on a Thursday night and we went to House of Vans for a very special event. Can you unveil to the listeners what that event was, and how it might tie in to this very podcast. Well, Loyal Karner, somebody who we have been champions of in the past, I like to think wouldn't be where he is without tracks. Uh, possibly also that's not true. Um, uh, yeah, I think it is. We gave him his first big break on episode <laughs> one to all six listeners at the time <laughs> all those six people turned out to be his manager his new girlfriend yeah uh, everything um rebel clef heard him there the first time yep tom mish tom mish he yeah. was a listener of the show before he knew it uh yeah. listened to oh, look kind of sounds good i'm gonna work with him on everything he does forever yeah um <laughs> so we went to see his new album reveal opening kind of night yeah um at house of Bounce, like you said which was a really cool venue yeah, it was. Mm. I liked it. I've been there a few times before, but never for a gig. I've been to like cinema screenings and stuff. I've, a... Yeah, I've never been there. Um, explain but to people what it is. It is underneath Waterloo Station. You've got these kind of, essentially just a series of archways, isn't it? Quite mm. long, like exposed brick archways, quite like uh, industrial looking still. Mm. But this kind of cool space, which half the time is like a skate park, and then they do different like art events in there. So a Leak Street Tunnel is that the one? Yeah, yeah, that is the one full of graffiti, very hip. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, on the on this night he had gathered well a load of fans, and although we didn't see any of them, a load of famous people turned out that they were there. There was like half yeah. of Game of Thrones people Maisie, there, and Maisie idols Williams. were there, and idols were there. Yeah. Interesting. Annoyingly, wearing Idol's merch as well, so I definitely would have spotted mm. spotted them very clearly had I... They were quite close to the front, and they were also probably backstage most of the time. Yeah. That is Friends probably true. loyal. Yeah. Um, but it was a great night, wasn't it? It was really cool. He had, like, a art exhibition, which, you know, go and watch, go and well, look the at. The so. queue, was it? The queue for it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it was. 
Um, but he had got like a load of different artists to do a piece for each song on the record, I think. Mm. Um, which seems to be like the new thing to do these days. And again, speaking of idols, they did it for uh, right. Joy's Net to Resistance. And I think a few other people have done it too. Um, but nice idea. Kind of filled it out a bit. And he played... Busy, yeah. Would you say an hour set? Mm, it seemed quite short, but I think it was about an hour. Yeah. It was about nine till ten. Yeah. From... Mainly from his new album, a few old songs, but we're going to talk about his new album because it came out since we've last been with you and obviously we have a lot of thoughts on it. It's called Not Waving But Drowning mm-hmm. and initial thoughts, Harry. Well, we've talked in the past about what we'd want from a new Lord Carner record and I think he he's kind of just ticked the boxes that we expected so my first impressions are it sounds great sounds like Lil Kana some wicked tunes on there just like the last record and that's kind of about it I don't think it's um, I don't know if he's set out to do anything special with it uh, it's just a it's just a nice selection of tracks um, and packaged nicely <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of like the first yeah I, I think I mean, the first record was better you do? Um, you prefer the first? I do, yeah. I think it's an interesting one because it is... A, a lot of the things you can maybe start out with, because they are your initial thoughts, can sound a bit like criticisms of it yeah. sounds like a Loyal Kana record. Because, sort of sonically, it's not much of a departure. And not you could maybe argue not that much of a development. But in some ways, that's kind of what I love about it. In that... Mm. It what it feels like to me is literally kind of having a catch up with an old mate like yeah. two years later and And he's him, still getting on alright and you yeah, like it. Yeah. And him kind of just like telling you what he's up to and um you know, it's all it's all natural and it's all like it yeah, like it used to be. Um it kind of starts it starts out with a little sort of poem to his mum, which again couldn't be more loyal Kana <laughs> if it tried. But he's always got a kind of nice way of words about him hasn't he and he of course. and he talks about some things which I find interesting and things that maybe I've kind of um, felt a little bit over the last year but not necessarily kind of uh, not articulated in the same way you know he's, he's saying that he's um, he's got this new girlfriend who is kind of a running theme throughout the album and it means that he's spending less time with his mum and he's kind of Uh, not quite apologising for it but just kind of trying to explain that you know what's the line he says uh, something I can't remember what it is I'm not even going to try and remember it because I'll fuck it up but it's kind of like it shows that he's gone somewhere else in his life Mm. but is still kind of the same grounded guy he was before Um, and I think it's a kind of perfect opening because he goes a lot of the stuff he goes on to talk about I think in other hands could feel a little bit what's the word um, not whiny but there's bit, there's parts of the album where thematically it's kind of mo money mo problems mm. like complaining about the kind of trappings of success and how it's meant he's fallen out with some people there's other bits that are very kind of lovey and could be seen in other hands again as like sickly sweet but none of it does like all of it comes across really beautifully and you just kind of he takes you on this kind of 
uh, sensitive emotional journey through it's kind it. Of a little diary of the last two years. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of I love that it's intercut with these little bits where he's like, yeah. uh, there's a bit where he's watching the World Cup with his family. There's a bit where he's like just talking to a taxi driver. I like that one. There's a bit where he's just like ordering some food, and I think I think they're a really nice counterbalance to some of the stuff where he's he's complaining about having it's, you know money that he doesn't know what to do with and doesn't feel like he deserved and th- things like that. It's it's a good um, idea of when somebody creates a record that they would love yeah. or that is for them and then yeah. they know that they'll have fans that will jump onto that and that, that will enjoy it as well like it's very yeah. much written almost for him to look back on one day that captures a certain time in his life yeah exactly and I th- and that's kind of sometimes you can get the best stuff when it's like that yeah it's it's intensely personal isn't it and he because of the character he is and we, because we all love him mm. as a person as much as we do as a musician he seems like just the nicest guy ever. It's mm. like, yeah, sometimes, like you say, that's that's fine. Like, just do that. We love a little catch-up. And there are some catchy tunes in there. I mean, like... I mean, my favourites probably are still and crispy. They're not necessarily the kind of biggest bangers. Still crispy. But, you know, there's, there's kind of standalone really good tracks in I there like as well. I like Ice Water. Ice Water's a tune uh and obviously loose ends with georgia smith was kind of the big mm. big lead single along with Ottolenghi. um but they're both massive tunes as well um it's a really great record yeah i really enjoy it and the only caveat is probably the third album you would like to see a little bit more something different because mm. i can he just continue to make the same kind of tracks forever maybe he can I guess you almost can't complain if you're gonna make if you're gonna make twelve tunes that are all that all sound good again, then great. Yeah. Um, but if you, I feel like for for artists who want to kind of grow a fan base. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily gonna happen if you just create three albums that are all very stylistically the same. Yeah. Although that being said, I mean, like you say, we've kind of. Uh, throughout our entire history as a podcast been repping Loyal Karna mm. I don't think when we first started talking about him we could ever could have dreamt that he would be as big as he is like he's, he's a, not a chance he's a proper well, star uh, like yeah. a, almost a household name at this point he's probably one of like the the leading kind of UK hip hop artists at the moment which is you know UK hip hop isn't new but he's brought that to a new generation Yeah, uh, um, my friend was telling me about the gig he went and saw where he brought out like the father, like the godfather of UK hip hop, I can't right. remember who it was. Roots but like, Maneuver, maybe. No, um, but it was just dead. Like right. the whole crowd just had no idea who it was. Whereas Lil Connor was just like, "Oh my god, yeah. like, I've got this guy coming out. What an amazing time, yeah. whatever." And uh, it's good that you can bring something to a new audience. You know, it's, it's yeah. the whole thing about how, I mean, how many people have like. I get annoyed when somebody doesn't know like the roots of something or something yeah. and, and it's just like alright oh, I mean people can't know everything yeah you can get pissed off at that but fuck off <laughs> yeah and also I like that he's kind of he's one for maybe the more sensitive boys you know the ones who grime is a little bit scary for bit us too much yeah it's like oh 
We're... Oh, stop shouting. <laughs> Tell yeah. me to shut up. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's a, an audience that not many other people are kind of tapping into the slightly more um, thoughtful side of UK mm. hip-hop. Uh, should we play a track from it? Yep. Before scootling on. Scootling? Scootling. Okay. Uh, <laughs> would you like to pick one? Uh, yeah. Go on then. Let's go with Ice Water. Nice. Took the third time before I finally caught a name. Uh, held it with the clarity of autumn rain. It's the morning, the rain stopped falling, and your girl stopped calling, but you're hoping that she calls again. I say she hates men and that we're all the same. I with somebody else, I probably let it fall to flame. But we're harvest like we share the same sort of brain. So I dial her up and see if I can let her fool explain. But she's the only one I'm holding when the day's cold. And her's the only place I'm headed when the day's old. And when the day's young, we traveled every place, told, create a move on the new, on an ego place. So I, cause she's the one I thought I'd never meet. Yeah. Two left feet on the leather street uh, Joy started picking off a better beat Right now it's better than it's ever been True uh, My French vanilla butter peaking Bouncing back and forth every weekend uh, Smooth like the change of the season Break up, we get need a reason True uh, My French vanilla butter peaking Bouncing back and forth every weekend uh, Smooth like the change of the season Break up, never be a reason uh, you say you get your coat, I said I get it for ya Checking all your pockets, probably the paranoia uh, Getting close, something is the higher door ya One fool's moving where history, call me Mr. Moya Maybe you're genuine, maybe I should let you in Maybe I should focus on myself and get to shed the skin Or maybe not, you're half-hearted like the melanin And living off the shit that this success can bring They don't know the stress it brings, uh, even though the best I'm in Two mortgages, you even know the debt I'm in Something, something, I can't get away with anything like, like my phone blings and I let it ring Right now, I wrote the first verse I've written in weeks Manage to bell it my phone but I don't wanna speak It's Pete, uh, reject cool, message at the beat Select all, but then press delete Peace uh, My French vanilla butter peaking Bouncing back and forth every weekend uh, Smooth like the change of the season Break up, we get need a reason to uh, my friends are in the butter peaking Bouncing back and forth every weekend uh, Smooth like the change of the season Break up, never be a reason My friends are in the butter peaking Bouncing back and forth every weekend My friends are in the butter peaking Bouncing back and forth every weekend A video on YouTube or something Okay Yeah Oh my god What do you take up this day, yeah? Alright, I will Alright, then buy that Later, bye Thanks, and this music's amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. He sounds like a sweet boy, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, good boy. He's lucky to have a good dad like you as well. Not many people have that, you know. To exist and hide your face on the lake, leave everything so what do you think then? Huh? What do you think? It's cool, man. It's Thank you very much. So that was Loyal Karna, and next up... I think this is going to be pretty heavily a review from you, Harry, because this is a record that I'm not particularly familiar with. It's uh, Billie Eilish's 
when we fall asleep, where do we go? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Yes. Is that what, is that what I said? No. Oh. You missed it all, but I'm being petty. Um, <laughs> Shit. Yep. Yeah, so the album released, uh, I think, the end of, what is it now? End of March. Mm-hmm. And so I I didn't know much about Billie Eilish in this time. I'd seen her face online. Like I'd seen like Enemy had done something yeah. with her or somebody else had done something with her. And it was quite obvious that, in fact, maybe about end of last year, I was brought to her... I think she released a single and I looked at her Instagram and she had like 20 something million like followers and I thought wow she's a big artist yeah and then the more the, the, the time's gone I've gone I haven't really been paying attention and then this album dropped and there's a lot of speculation about whether she so Billie Eilish is 17 years old she does Indeed. all of her writing with her, her older brother and they record everything at their house okay um i think the 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 rumor is that her dad or their dad is works somewhere in the industry so they were a bit of a kind of plant there's a few of these around because claro is another one who is very young and her dad works in the industry yeah it's almost i don't know what an industry plant is but i guess it just means that that person has been They've they've pumped pumped money into somebody before they've ever kind of had to make stuff around them first, yeah, or that they've had to make music first. I don't know. It's an in, really, isn't it? Like it's just an in. But now the the interesting thing about this, I I feel like I'd find that annoying sometimes. Mm. But I absolutely love her. Okay, I think the music they've made together, it feels like it's bridging the gap between like independent artists mm-hmm. who some might see as kind of more intelligent artists in terms of what they write and how they write and stuff yep. and kind of popular music okay and they, it seems to be a bit of a bridge between the two she's got the status of somebody like a ariana grande mm-hmm. um and i'm not shitting on her music or anything i'm just saying she's she's as big as she's 17 years old though yeah and she's just kind of come out of nowhere but she's she's huge but this album dropped, and I just think, from almost start to finish, it just has so much in it. It's got it's got these bangers. You would have heard one of them on FIFA 18, I think it was. Okay. I didn't know this was her. It might be FIFA 19, I'm not sure. That song was You Should See Me in a Crown. You Should See, see Me in a Crown. crown. Wow. Right. I think that's this year's one. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, really big tune in that. Yeah, but that it's good. Again, like that. shows a lot. So that I don't think was released as a single before FIFA, which means there's an yeah. in with the with the yeah. But anyway, we won't go too much into well, that. And but, that's not too dissimilar from the one track that I did know of hers, which is the one with Vince Staples and Burn or something like that. They've both got quite similar, right? Quite similar kind of tempos to them and that kind of moodiness. Mm. Um, well, that's the thing. She's just great character. I mean, she's like. The girl who's kind of um, her influences are like Tyler the Creator and like kind of Odd Future and that you can see that in like the way she dresses and that, and she she has this real femininity about her, especially in certain songs like Zanny and When the Party's Over and Eight, like which is this really like, kind of cutesy um, ukulele tune, which right. kind of has this dark edge to it. But then she's got videos where she's 
pumping like blue liquid into her veins and eating spiders and stuff with kind of like that Tyler creates a shock value thing with the right. Yonkers video um, but from the start like it's just her and her brother laughing which is like the intro track a little bit like Lil Kana it just seems like this very personal thing and you think with such a big it just seems like an anomaly mm. like this you'd think there were with so much money behind her and a team of people maybe the music would become secondary to her status and who she is and how they can sell her. Yeah. Um, but it seems like she's just so credible as a, an artist as well. And I don't know why that shocks me, but I guess it's easy to be cynical when you hear somebody just getting thrown into the industry and they're big without yeah, kind I think of proving it's a, it. I think it's a number of things and you don't necessarily expect, expect someone that young to be, you know, sort of fully formed artists kind of mm. really expressing themselves in norm- that that kind of stuff normally takes time you know yeah that's it but she touches on some really like good subjects in here um i wish you were gay was quite a um well received and also quite negatively received from some people because they didn't quite understand the meaning of it right she has recently explained like some people just thought it was her saying she was gay which is something she's come out and said that it's about um, wishing that the person she liked was gay because then it wouldn't be about them not liking her because right. she doesn't, you know, because she's not a good person or whatever. But yeah. 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 Um, anyway, I just, I really love this artist. I keep listening to the album. I'm going back and forward to it all the time. Keep trying to get people onto it and stuff because in the indie world of the people that I know and the music they like, she's probably not really in their world. Mm. But I think she is kind of, she should be. Um, and I guess we should play another uh, a song from her. And yeah, I really think you should listen to more of her. Because she's wicked. I will. Um, I will. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm going to play Zanny because it kind of gives you um, a little bit about her delicate side and also her great songwriting. And the fact that in this world of people talking about Zannies and like drugs and just popping a Zanny and blah, blah, blah. This is a song about how drugs won't help what she's going through. Okay. So don't give me a Zanny. Okay. Know, it's quite a nice take on that kind of thing. Nice. I like that. So this is Zanny by Billie Eilish. What is it about them? I must be missing something. They just keep doing nothing. Too intoxicated to be scared. Better off without them They're nothing but unstable Bring ashtrays to the table And that's about the only thing they share I'm in the second hand smoke Still just drinking canned coke I don't need a Zanny to feel better On Sorry, so inebriated now to 
That was Zanny by Billie Eilish. Uh, Tim, next up is the most recent release. The most recent and without doubt for us the most anticipated. It's been a long old run up to this one. Mm -hmm. We've been waiting, what, six years, seven years? It's Vampire Weekend with Father of the Bride, their fourth studio album. Mm -hmm. And... In some ways, they're most interesting. Um, everything I'm going to say about this record is going to come with two big caveats. Yeah. I'm going to lay those out early doors. The first one being that when you've built up to an album for six years and you're waiting for the follow-up to what is pretty much, like, almost certainly one of your favourite albums of all time, mm -hmm. um, your expectations are always going to be like unrealistically high. Like, to the point where they're just never, ever going to be met. Um, you know, I wanted... I, I guess I was waiting for something that would top Modern Vampires, which was the last record. Mm -hmm. And realistically, was I going to get that? Probably not. And was I going to get something that, within less than two weeks, I was already going to think was better than that? No. And it's been about six days. Yeah. A little longer, I think. 
No, six days, yeah. Yeah. So there's that as caveat number one. And caveat number two is that with the exception of the last album, Modern Vampires, which I think I seem to remember quite immediately being taken with, although you get more into the intricacies of it the more you listen to it. Um, I don't think I've ever really loved a Vampire Weekend Vampire Weekend album from first listen. Like, no. there's always kind of a growing period with them. I remember buying Contra on CD and just thinking it was... That took me uh, like over a year. Yeah, and I, I remember being gutted about it. Like, I remember being really excited after the first album for the next second to come out and getting it and thinking, oh, what is this? I really don't like it. I remember liking Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was... Was Holiday on that one? Yeah. I remember liking those two tracks and being like, well, that's it. Yeah. Um, now they're probably my least favourite of the album. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and even even on the first album, you know, I remember thinking Campus was just, like, unlistenable at first. <laughs> I remember hating Blake's Got a New Face. Like, <laughs> just thinking, like, what are these? But there's something about Van Weekend and the way they make music that has that kind of... It's so jarring sometimes that yeah. it can be... It just takes your brain a while to adjust to it. And even on the run-up singles to this album, most of it, most of what they've already put out before it came out, at first listen, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Harmony Hall, which was the you know first song that came out, it really took me a while to get used to it. I really love that song now. Yeah, now I love it. But mm. that's what I mean. So to sit here and kind of try and review the album straight away feels a bit like... They're also one of those, but I don't think we are at all alone in this. Yeah. Because you think about the majority of people that will know Vampire Weekend, they yeah. know A-Punk. And I, if I know somebody isn't a fan of Vampire Weekend, yeah. I don't even try to get them into them. Because no. I know that, firstly, it's too late. If they, if they wanted to, they would already. And two, I don't know the first place to go. Because yeah. I know they're going to go, this is just weird. I just don't yeah. like it. That I, I just wouldn't know the first thing to show them. Yeah, and it's it's funny because for some people, when like even in the run up to this, saying to them, oh, "I can't wait for the new Vampire Week album," it's like saying to them, "I can't wait for the new Bastille record." Bastille are one of the best bands ever. They yeah. they look at you like, "What are you on about? Like, why do you care about that record?" Because to them, they're kind of old school indie one hit wonders who they've heard a kind of odd thing or two over the years but just don't really They're care the ones about that did a punk and then died yeah exactly um so in kind of vaguely trying to review or give thoughts on this um it's gonna be difficult because in the back of my head i'm gonna be thinking a year down the line anything i criticize i could well hate myself for saying i could be like oh you just didn't get it at that point it just hadn't clicked with you for whatever reason but I'm, I'm going to say like a few definites. Interesting. Definite number one. I love How Long. That's yep. one which I hadn't heard before the record how came long, out. How long? Yeah. And that to me is so many of the things that I love uh, about Vampire Weekend tracks. It's all kind of encapsulated in that one. Yeah. Uh, another definite. I hate We Belong Together. And I always <laughs> will. I just... I think I always will as well. Yeah. But that is um, Married in a Gold Rush, whatever that one's called. Yeah that's a similar vibe to me yeah and there's one constant in that <laughs> yeah which we'll come on to yeah um another definite is that like 
little moments that have come into this record which have never been on Vampire Weekend records before, such as uh, the kind of Kanye-esque auto-tune on Spring Snow. Like, just fascinating. Just remind me of how, no matter where they go or what they do or how much I may or may not go back and listen to things, they're so innovative and they they do what they do differently every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of reminds me that even if this album doesn't become a favourite, what comes next could still, <coughs> again, they're not a band I would ever like give up hope on. Absolutely not. Also, um, the track Sympathy, with the with their kind of sampled yeah, opening yeah. to that, that was another one I was just like, oh God, this is just wrong. This yeah. is wrong. Now it's one of my favourite tracks yeah. that I've listened to so far. Um, and I think that, that goes to show that in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, another definite is that like, they've, they've always been a funny band, I think. And you know how I feel about like yeah. comedy in music. But even little things like um, having a song on this album in particular called Unbearably White, White yeah. and the absolutely deliberate double meaning of that. Yeah, they want um, people... They, well, somebody on Twitter said, this just encapsulate Vampire Weekend. Like, yeah. They are very aware of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And But they've always been like that. And one of the great things, like, going back to their early stuff is they know they're from a privileged background and they've never kind of hidden away from that or pretended to be something else. They've just kind of dealt with it in their own way and addressed it in their own way but also quite a multicultural background yeah yeah completely but um you know and i'm sure to a lot of people and it's kind of true they are unbearably white Mm. you know that 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 is vampire weekend um so i I love the fact that i love the fact that they would put something like that in there Mm. um that even when you know we not some people might think they've lost their way or whatever, but they're, they're still completely self-aware and mm. things are very deliberate in this, whether you, they do it for you or not. Um, and the final one is just like Ezra's voice is just a, I will always love it. Yeah. And, you know, that as a, as a kind of current through the whole record is also enough to kind of get me through some moments where I found them difficult to listen to because they they're yeah do you think it's a very um this is a double album there's 18 tracks do you think it has quite an obvious divide between the two i've heard i've heard people say that i've heard ezra say that himself that the second half of it in particular he thinks is some of the best stuff he's ever written i need i probably need to listen to it in sequence a few more times because to me i don't really hear where a split comes no there seems to just be more Danielle Haim in the second half there's two but one is really early there's on there's one at the very beginning and yeah. then there's two also the the first track is jarring to me yeah um, I think I'm going to end up liking it but the way it kind of ends and then and then just kind of kicks off again and yeah. it's, it kind of has like I don't know it, it, it doesn't seem right yeah. but I almost know as I'm listening to it and not enjoying it that I, that I probably will enjoy yeah. it. probably for that exactly those reasons yeah but I love that they've done that yeah and I think I think the other thing is that they've always played with different kind of influences and you know tried to merge loads of different things and at a certain point it was always probably gonna come where because they're go- they're jumping from thing to thing to thing so often they were going to come to a certain set of influences which just aren't my thing like I 
I don't like country music. And it's the, the, it's call, very, it's the call and response yeah. that is really unsettling. Yeah. And like and Danielle Haim has a voice that I like when she does her songs and even in like other features and stuff. It's not her voice. Yeah. It's the writing and it's the it's the, just the weird lovey doveyness of it that I'm just like some of it is sickly it's more sweet. Than sickly sweet. Yeah. It's like this is like Par- almost a parody of itself yeah bible camp yeah it's very bible camp <laughs> yeah. and I really don't like it yeah I mean there, there's no getting away from that stuff like and I think maybe just coming from like Britain and you know not really being exposed to that stuff and it feeling very alien to us and just very off it's just like they've oh never, what's that doing here they've never been overtly religious they've always had this undercurrent that you almost don't know is there and then you realise oh it turns out he's actually quite religious and you listen to back to songs and you're like oh yeah of course he is this is just big slap in the face I don't know I mean the last on Modern Vampires there was a song called Worship You no I know but they, they didn't they didn't seem like a stereotype of, yeah. of a song trying to do that it seemed like it's own song that had these yeah. matters in mind or whatever but this is just like gather around the fire everyone it's just I, I read a review that said that the kind of a big difference between modern vampires and father of the bride kind of seems to tie into where Ezra was at both times so on the last album they were living in New York the whole band mm. and it kind of had that almost kind of edge of darkness yeah. undercurrent behind things which kind of gave it that bit of contrast that light and dark in there whereas now he lives in California he's married he's got a kid he's clearly very comfortably off because he spent six years doing nothing like his life is very different now and it's almost like the album is all lightness and no shade and even in the you know you think of the imagery from the last record it was you know the black and white cityscape and now it's all bright nature you know frogs and insects on white backgrounds all very Attenborough (laughs) not even that it's it's almost like it's all very like primary school yeah but I I mean it seems such a silly thing to say but I was so disappointed when I found out that was actually going to be the cover. Yeah. When he's when he said in that tweet, not necessarily, I was like, oh, thank God for that. Because yeah. I, I want, I feel like it goes against the aesthetic of Vampire Weekend. Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily does that. It's probably a bit too strong, but it doesn't please me. <laughs> no. It doesn't please my eyes. No. But again, maybe a bit like what we were talking about with Laura Karna's record. This is maybe just like where Ezra Koenig is in his life and how old's his daughter I don't know maybe son. maybe thought I'll make an album that did, my kid is gonna love yeah did they draw their front cover <laughs> yeah but may, and maybe thought we can listen to it in the car and yeah. we'll all sing along and it'll be you know is there twee any swear words and lovely hmm? are there any swear words in this I don't think so I'd be very surprised <laughs> I can't remember any swear words it's all bubble gum <laughs> yeah um sugar honey iced tea but all of that, so- that sounds like I'm suggesting that I hate it, and I don't. I think there's some really brilliant moments in it. Yeah. Um, and something like Sunflower with Steve Lacey that I think both of us on first listen were a bit like, oh, this one's a bit annoying as well. It's very, like, it just reminded me of all the kids that I went to a music uni, pretty much. Yeah. 
and all the all the jazzers would write stuff like that. <laughs> Shut up, you noodly pricks! Yeah, but ends up I'm just like I can't stop singing it. Yeah, I've even learned the beginning bit. Yeah, like and it is kind of annoying in a weird way. But like I say, Mansard Roof was annoying, and like Walcott was a bit annoying. All Bryn, yeah. All great Vampire Weekend songs, maybe in some sense, were a little bit annoying, but they were also brilliant. In I remember that. What is it? Horchata. Yeah. In December. I remember absolutely despising. But that's what I mean. And now it's my favourite Vampire Weekend song. So I think the whole last eight to ten minutes, even though you did say it, you did preface the whole thing with that. Maybe we'll review this in a year's time as a little challenge. Yeah. (laughs) We love all these songs. Yeah. And. I think the the worst thing an album can be, I think we've said this numerous times on here, is boring. Forgettable. Yeah, yeah and it's not, it's not that. No. So, <laughs> you know, that's a victory. Um, so, should we play How Long? Because, yeah. I, like I say, that's my favourite on there. I think it's brilliant. Go for it, yeah. Cool. So this is Vampire Weekend with How Long. Tough choice, don't make me laugh My life's a joke, your life's a gas You broke my heart, the midnight mass Now I'm the ghost of Christmas past The only choice you gave to me Is one I took reluctantly Cause when we played democracy You always take immunity How long do we sink to the bottom of the sea? How long, how long? How long? And it's only you and me How long, how long How long How long How long How long long? What's the point for getting clean? You wear the same old dirty jeans What's the point of being seen? Those eyes are cream, those eyes are lean. What's the point of human beings? A sharpie face on tangerines. Why is it fed like Halloween since Christmas 2017? How long? On Sunset Boulevard The registration's here with me Neither of us has the key We can live down in the flats The hills will fall eventually How long till we sink To the bottom of the sea How long, how long How long till we sink And it's only you and me
have it. That was Vampire Weekend. And before moving on to what I think we can probably agree is kind of a highlight above the rest. We're going to name and acclaim, shout out a few different bits and pieces just to clear them up. We've been gone a long time and there's been a lot of things happening. So, Harry, anything that you just want to kind of name drop? Yep. So, Coco Roco uh, recently dropped an EP. Coco Roco are like a a young Afrobeat kind of act from London. Mm -hmm. Um, The London kind of jazz scene is kind of really vibing at the moment. Yeah, I know. People keep telling me that, like, jazz is the next thing to watch. I can't remember the name of the acts that were nominated for the Mercury Prize last year. Ezra Collective. They're really, I, yeah. I keep hearing a lot about them and I really want to be cultured enough to give all this stuff a go, but I find the it difficult. F- the thing is about that scene that I think is going to help it kind of rise is that so many other artists are kind of taking from that. So that they, they're not... All, when those kind of artists come into the mainstream sometimes that they they they've already done like um features and stuff with artists that are in the charts and stuff at the moment or in like the indie charts and stuff so they're kind of around there anyway they're just kind of making yeah. their own way so someone like Coco Roco they released this track um this year called uh, a Boosie Abus- Junction Abusi. Abusi Junction. Chris Akabusi. <laughs> Chris Akabusi Junction. And it's just it it sounds like this track that's been around for ages. Yeah. And I'll probably find out it's a cover or something. Okay. Um but I don't think it is. It's um it's got like eight million plays at the moment. It's kind of above the rest that are on the UP. Mm-hmm. Um but they're wicked. Um another one is uh, Kevin Abstract, who's released a album this year yep. called Arizona Baby uh, he released like half of it in like two two sets of like two singles and then like a half EP right and then the full album within the space of like two weeks interesting move so quite a strange move yeah but um, it's it's really good it's kind of there's almost like some Brockhampton off cuts and mm-hmm. um, there's a track called Baby Boy which is really nice and it was a track that was kind of leaked as one of Brockhampton's new albums. Okay. Like they always do. They put out a trailer saying, new album. Yeah. Baby. Here's this track playing underneath. Um, what's his Smith's son? Saying some words. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Jaden. Jaden Smith, yeah. And like, it's nice to see that song actually be a song now. Uh, yep. Everyone just assumed it'd be a Brockhampton thing. It's not all far off from it. But it is—it's quite a personal album, like like all the rest we've talked about. Yeah. Um, still talks about his—you uh, know—a lot of people are saying, "Why do you keep talking about being gay?" And it's like that's his experience. That's his, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there's a few tra- like standout tracks in there. Um, one of them features a guy called Dominic Fike, um, who Fike released it now. Yeah, um, he's actually another kind of this. He's got a really interesting story. They released Brockhampton released this thing. It sounded like they were kind of introducing him as like a new member of Brockhampton, but mm-hmm. I don't think it is that. Basically, Dominic Fike years ago used to have like kind of a rap career, quite like almost offensive rap. Um, right. Also, he'd been to prison like twice, and then there was all all of these labels trying to sign him because he's got this look. You know, he looks mm. kind of like he's a 
pretty boy, um, but with like a bit of an edge, you know, face tattoos and all that. Oh, um, he's got a, he's tattoos. got a few features on this album, um, and he's got one track that he kind of takes center stage on. Uh, that song is called Peach. That has Joba and Bareface on. Um, but this Dominic Fight guy, so that, that, that finally I think Universal signed him for like eight million dollars. Got rid of everything in the past, so he basically has no old career. Obviously, those tracks are still you can find them on the mm. internet somewhere. But as, if anyone puts them up, Universal take them down, and they're so adamant that they seem to be pushing this person towards that kind of group. Uh, but he's a really interesting artist. It's just he doesn't seem very real because all the stuff is quite Jack Johnsony with like rap elements and like it just seems too nice. Uh, so anyway, he looks incredibly. I've I've got no idea of this guy. I think he's twenty two. He's got the face of a ten year old just mm. with a couple of tattoos stuck on it. Yeah, and they've dyed his hair blue and done some press shots that I can see. Interesting. He had an I'll interesting. Check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an interesting EP last year that uh, was re-released by Universal after they'd signed him. Yeah. And yeah, he's quite cool. But this Arizona baby is yeah, it's decent. It's probably like a six, seven out of ten. Like it's it just makes people more excited for a Brockhampton project. I think. Yeah. Which I believe they're working on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are some of my things. Nice. Let's play uh, Baby Boy, actually, just because it kind of gets you ready. It's those kind of de- uh, hazy summer summer days. Sounds good. Tune. So, yeah. Baby Boy by Kevin Upshaw. Every time I find myself, I feel so lost. And every truth that I discover feels so false. And every mountain that I climb that seems so tall. It only felt that way cause the valley was so small Excuse me why I this creature pretty much out of my mind But when I close my eyes I think about you every time me all alone he's all i got he's all i got i should let him know how much i need him now he's all i got he's all i got something is missing now i need to find the right way to your house headlights pointed at the dawn dawn stuck in the match
So it was Baby Boy by Kevin Abstract. Tim, got anything? Uh, yeah, there's a few things that have come out over the last couple of months that um, have kind of been holding my interest. One is one that I've been waiting for for a long, long, long time. Not quite as long as Vampire Weekend, but not far off. Um, you remember Patience. When I said the name earlier, you were like, oh, the I one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the I one. Um, Roxanne Clifford, also known as Patience, put out a song called White of an Eye a couple mm. of years ago, which I was absolutely obsessed with. It was in our top ten, I think. It was. I mean, it for me, I think it got in It got in at least two consecutive like Spotify top hundreds end of year lists, maybe even three. There's a chance that it was in three. Maybe four. It's one of those that just hasn't gone away. Um, but she finally, finally put out an album called um, Dizzy Spells, which is kind of more of the same. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit disappointed because I think it's 11 tracks long and four had already been out, one of which is White of an Eye. Mm. And it's like, I, I love these tracks that you've already put out, but I waited quite a long time for this and like, some more new material would have been good but if you're into your kind of 80s electro kind of indie pop big big record you'll enjoy it very much um cool also only came out last week but big thief's new album ufof don't actually know what that stands for but i'm sure it's something um very i I suppose (laughs) you know it sounds like i'm gonna just describe everything the same way but it's very big thief it's like kind of achingly beautiful really uh kind of sparse but you kind of get lost in it really well recorded really nicely crafted um not necessarily one that you're going to put on and listen cover to cover and like it have your full attention the whole way through but creates an atmosphere and there's there's moments of like i say real beauty in there um so definitely definitely one to listen to um Stormzy is a man who we probably don't shout out enough on. Well, he hasn't done anything for ages. No, but even back in the day, I think, you know, we probably could have given him a bit more coverage than we have, given that he's kind of the biggest thing in UK music. But he came back with his um, comeback single, Vossy Bop, which which I've got to say, I absolutely love. It's a, that is a stone cold banger. It's a bop. Uh, It is a bop. Um... We both have maybe raised a few question marks about some, um, I, don't, I don't know, it's hard to, it, it's hard to not sound like a prude yeah. by kind of worrying a little bit about some lyrics in the, at the end of the chorus, but it does feel a little bit gratuitous and a just little bit... It just seems a bit, bit like I'm, I'm a fan of it, it seems, it just, it makes me wince a little bit every time I hear it. Yeah, it's just like, you didn't need to. mm um, but and when he's he's recently said in an interview that he wants every single like um, word that he says not not just verse but every single word in each verse yeah. to really punch and mean something and it, that just seems a little bit of a like well, it's a bit of a joke but it's just a little bit throwaway rude yeah and I like I'm not I'm not like oh that's disgusting don't do it but it's like all right mate calm down and all and also I think to put it in the hook. Is just yeah. you know it's one thing if it's kind of in a verse and we just kind of move on past it, but it just comes back and back and back, and you're like, oh, really? All the fifteen year olds, yeah, singing that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he does say fuck the government and fuck Boris, so I like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good tune, um, yeah. and it's kind of made me potentially reconsider my Friday night plans at Glastonbury. So yeah, 
I can't really pay it much of a bigger compliment a, than that. That is a good point. Um, I would like to see that out in front of the pyramid stage. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Um, but the track I'm going to play is one, it's from an album which I really need to listen to properly, and I haven't yet, called When I Wake Up by Maverick Sabre. Um, nice. But I don't know, I don't even know why I haven't listened to it properly. I just haven't, the moment hasn't arisen. But there's a song that's been playing a lot on Six Music over the last um, few months called Drifting, which I really, really love. It's kind of, um, it's really simple and stripped back. And as someone who doesn't really know Maverick Sabre, when I Shazammed it and realised that's who it was, I was a little bit surprised. Um, but it's wicked and I think you're going to really like it. So I would like to play that before we go in to the final part of today's episode. So here it is. This is Maverick Sabre with Drifting.
that was Maverick Sabre with Drifting. And on to our grand finale. Pretty much a year ago to the day at this point, we were sat in this very room, maybe even on these very chairs. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to... I was there. Oh, you were on the steps. On the step. (laughs) Nice. I think I was perched on this unit. (laughs) You were. It was a rush. (laughs) Where were the chairs? (laughs) I think the person in question was on the chair. Okay. Um, So... A singer-songwriter from North London, female. We were already big fans. Mm -hmm. Six months earlier, she'd been given our Song of the Year Tracks Award. Big, big honour. Another break for her. Yes. She hadn't quite blown up yet, but we had high hopes. Mm. We believed in her. Well, fast forward a year, and debut album from, of course, we're talking about, Nalufa Yanya, has come out. It's called Miss Universe, and I think... I speak for both of us when I say it's kind of lived up to expectations and it's then exceeded some. them. Yeah, for yeah. me personally, it's exceeded them. Yeah, because I, you know, you we always have happened to do this when we have an artist we love. It's not probably too often that we share exactly the same amount of like love for them, and this was like kind of yeah. your one that you brought to the table, and um, I loved everything she'd released so far. And I thought we were going to get an album of just those tracks and some similar ones. A little bit like a bunch of tracks put in an album. I didn't really know we were going to get almost kind of a concept album. Yeah. And I was so kind of blown away and I just received it really well. Yeah. So what we're talking about is a 17 track. It's running time over 50 minutes. Um and it's this kind of brilliantly bold, expressive, kind of intriguing piece of work. Starts out with a little skit, which we're going to get a number of through the record, which is, uh, thank you for entering your details. Welcome to Way Health. And then, Way Health. <laughs> and then it's, I like the bit where it's like, we are here for you. We care for you. So you don't have to. Yeah. Um, and it's like... All of a sudden, like you say, it kind of dispels expectations off the bat. And it's like, oh. You're in a sci-fi film from then on. Yeah. Yeah. It throws you into something. Um, And then we come in with In Your Head, which I suppose is one of the more traditional Nalufi Anya tracks on the record. It feels more similar to the other stuff she's done. Mm. Um, And what I like is it almost feels like a kind of gradient, the album. Where it starts with very kind of uh, sort of fuzzy guitars and the things we know her for. Mm. And those things sort of slowly fade away the further you go. And we get more kind of synthy or more electronic, more kind of, um, yeah, just more into this kind of immersive world that she's creating. Um, it is, I think that's one of the really big takeaways from it is that it is incredibly immersive. Yeah. And yes, it burrows from like genres that you'd think might not fit in. So my, my big thing for this is that there's that track, which is a little bit like the opening, so the kind of skit. Yeah. And then it goes into this kind of almost analogue recording of like this old 70s like guitar solo. Yeah. Where it's a little bit like a lift, lift music yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, this fits so well, but is also so not part of this. But within the context of the album, it works beautifully. Yeah. And I I, like, I always actually 
this is the reason why I think it sounds like kind of a concept album is because it, it puts you in the same world that I saw the the latest Arctic Monkeys record, which is yeah. one of the reasons why I love that because it's so visual. Like you can just yeah. paint a picture with every song, and it's- I feel like I'm in some kind of weird uh, futuristic land. Yeah, it's a bit dystopian. Dystopian, a bit like, yeah. yeah. And it kind of it feels so coherent. Every song kind of differs from what came before in that you've got. I mean, obviously. It's 17 tracks with the skit, so it's maybe, what, 13 songs, something like that. Mm. And each one is really distinct from the last. There's not a kind of... There's no fillers in there at all. Everything is a standalone, really great track. But also, they all kind of borrow from what just came before and take it to another place, to the Mm. point where I think it's... um, When Heat Rises comes on, that's the one which... It almost kind of um, has like this kind of head-spinning intensity to it by this point uh that's when i think it kind of peaks this kind of getting lost lost in a world lost in a piece and it's just i just couldn't quite believe even like i say i i was really hopeful for the record and it's an artist that i'm always hugely excited by but when i first listened to it i just couldn't quite believe how good it was and how bold it was and how just exciting it was that this is what had been created i know that the majority of it was only recorded at her friend Jazzy Bobby's house. And mm. it's like just those two just like trying to create this sound that they want. And it's like, how does a, how does essentially a debut artist come out with something like this? I don't know. It's for me, amazing, absolutely amazing piece of work. Um, and it goes from, you know, within a couple of tracks, it goes from, like I say, that kind of head spinning intensity to something which, like, which I think is probably my favourite um, song on the record called Safety Net, which is really, really tender and sweet and um, vulnerable. Um, and it's just got it all. It's got absolutely all. It's got, it feels like it goes through all the emotions. It goes through his story. It goes through, um, like you say, this world. I kind of it ends really well as well yeah. to finish on heavyweight champion yeah the world I, is uh, that track I didn't see I, w- I probably wouldn't have been, a- been able to know where to place it but it seems so perfect where it is yeah kind of an overcoming of a certain thing and then boom yeah definitely it kind of it that's the full stop like it yeah and it's kind of the rising from you know the the vulnerabilities in the mm. in other parts of it um yeah, you know, I really struggle to find any flaw with the record at all. I just, I just think it's brilliant. Her voice sounds amazing the whole way through. Um, yeah, just a, you know, I'm running out of superlatives or anything to say purely because I just, I think it's that good. I mean, it's one where almost it's like, oh, I don't know why we're talking about it. just everyone listening, mm. just go and listen to it because you'll, you'll hear straight away um, just how good it is. Yeah, I'm, yeah, astonished, amazing. Congratulations, Luther. If you're listening, hopefully you are. As a former guest of the show, friend of the show. Um, but yeah, she's on tour at the moment. Go check her out. Mm. And yeah, buy this record. I think on that note, we're probably at the end of our Don't Call It A Comeback Again episode. <laughs> yeah. um, how's it felt to be back? It feels good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have struggled to speak today. Um, it feels good to be back. And I look forward to the next one. Yeah, me too, very much. Fortunately, it's coming quite soon. <laughs> um, nice one, mate. Well, I guess we should go out with a bit of Nilu Fianya, shouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
We feeling up or down tempo? We're feeling reckon? up. Okay. Well, in that case, let's go for heat rises. Nice. Here it is. And we'll see you very, very soon, listeners. Goodbye. Didn't think I'd be taking others Didn't